And hello, we're back once again for another episode of Bandwidth and Banner. Say hello, Druid. Hello. <laughs> hello. hello, people from Ilt. Iltiverse. Right, right. Welcome, people from Iltiverse. I know, Iltiverse. I like that. That, that's, that suits. We yeah, are super excited tonight. It, it, I'm pretty sure that's what he calls it. Yep, it's called the Iltiverse. Fantastic. I love yes. it. So uh, we're super excited to have uh, to have another episode with you guys. We've been, uh, you know, um, wait, anxiously awaiting this all week. And uh, Ilta, you know, a um, good friend of Druids. And so we're super happy and excited to have him on the show. And that's who we have tonight, guys. Ilta Seam, yes. fellow streamer and uh, uh, very eclectic gaming tastes. Very mm -hmm. good energy, um, just an amazing person. And, and we're looking yeah. forward to have him on the stream tonight. So, um, yeah, yeah, her green hair is epic, isn't it? <laughs> I had a customer comment, and they described me instead of, because they were like, I don't know the girl's name, but, you know, she has, like, shaved sides of her head, and she has dreadlocks, and I'm just like, green. I know, right? Green. You forgot the green. <laughs> green. <laughs> Fate says blue. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, this is this is now our sixth episode of Bandwidth and Banter, sixth official Correct. official episode, and our mm -hmm. third official interview. And look, like I said, I'm super looking forward to having Ilt Scene on the show tonight because, uh, mm -hmm. my goodness, uh, I think he's going to be another regular, uh, hopefully in the future, uh, if he if he can find the time. And uh, um, like his community is amazing. Uh, we know for sure, for for yes. reasons. Isn't that right, Druid? <laughs> that is correct. No, it's, it, you know, Iltacene was one of, like, the bigger streamers I, like, popped in their chat. You know, when mm -hmm. I first came, I came to Twitch, and I was just getting, like, getting started and everything, and then, like, you know, string of events happened, and, like, you know, I met Pelu, then I met Iltacene through Pelu, and, like, mm -hmm. all of this stuff, and, like, you know, I, I'm like in Ilt's chat, and he's like resting at like 17 people in his chat, and I'm like, <laughs> he acknowledged me in chat, <laughs> and I just remember just like being so excited. <laughs> I know, right? I know, I agree, and I'm glad that you introduced me to him. I, I really enjoyed watching uh, his Spider-Man stream and uh, the D Dyson Sphere stream, I believe, Dyson too. Dyson Sphere program. Yeah, that thing yep. is that is neat. I, I, in fact, you know what? We've talked about it enough. I, let's have him on the show, guys. Let's get this going. You guys ready for Everybody this? Everybody bow. I'm ready for this. Everyone, say hello to the amazing streamer Iltacene. And here we go. <laughs> Bow. Hello, Bow <laughs> <laughs> He's saying hello to himself. You're going to fit in great oh, here with us. Chat. <laughs> <laughs> that was fantastic. Excellent. Excellent. So uh, um, let's, let's start off nice and cool and casual and relaxed. Uh, how are you today, sir? We, we're, we're so happy that you joined us. Thank you very much for I'm joining excited. us tonight. I'm doing pretty well. Fantastic. Uh, it's the beginning of the weekend, which is always nice. Oh it's yeah. The best time. Best day. Best <laughs> sure. day. Fridays. For sure. Yes. For sure. All right. Especially when I don't have to work Saturday. Makes it all the much better. Oh, I hear you. <laughs> mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Yep. So. Yep. Um, yeah. yeah. 
So, uh, well, you know what? Let's get this show on road, guys. We got uh, some really interesting questions. Some of these, uh, you know, obviously for a lot of our viewers, are all it's all going to be new stuff. But even some of your own chat might find some intriguing things about you that they didn't know already. Um, but uh, it, we're gonna, it'll be interesting to see, see if that's the case or not. So I'm looking forward to it. Uh, Drew, okay. why don't you start us off with uh, the first question. Rapid fire. Mm -hmm. Please share a boring fact about yourself. I sleep on my side. <laughs> okay. All right. What, what made you think of that? Why did you choose that one? I don't know. Everyone's going to sleep some way. And there's always the argument of how do you sleep and how it makes you comfortable. And, mm -hmm. you know, some people that sleep one way will not think it's possible to fall asleep another. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, um, I think it's a pretty boring thing. It was just the first thing that came to my mind. Mm. So. <laughs> Which Perfect. side? I was going to say the same thing. <laughs> Honestly, it doesn't matter. I can sleep on my left or right. It depends, um, I guess, on how I'm feeling. Because I'll flip back and forth. As long as it's my side, it doesn't matter. Mm. So. Mm. Beautiful. Uh, it's interesting that, uh, that that was the first thing that came, that came to your mind. Uh, and, and, and you made the comment that... Um, uh, some people say that you can't sleep on you know, other sides and, and it, or that they can't, you know, and they're both right and not right in that. And the reason why I know that is because for the longest time, for most of my life, I slept on, on my stomach or side, but then, uh, I don't know, just over the last few years or so, uh, I it developed acid reflux. And so I couldn't sleep that way anymore. And, uh, and then I also developed a weird thing where if I sleep on my left side, I have this weird vagal vasal reaction where it wakes me up and makes me nauseous and sweaty. And, oh, and yeah, and then, and so basically I keep training myself to sleep a different way. Right. And then on my, then I finally, I'm like, okay, well I'm sleeping on my, on my right side. But then I ended up screwing up my rotator cuff. So I couldn't sleep on my right side anymore. Jeez. So I had to train myself to sleep on my back. And uh, it, it is not an easy thing to do to train yourself no. to sleep in a different position. <laughs> a lot of sleepless nights when you're trying to like sleep a new way and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. This is like moving into a new house or something. It always takes a long time to adjust. And there's days where you just don't sleep because of it. Yep. Indeed. I, don't, Indeed. I, I forgot what sleep is too. <clears throat> <laughs> That's all the caffeine, though. That's all right. Uh -huh, uh -huh. All right. All right. So, uh, next question for you. Uh, uh oh. We got a raid. Um, <laughs> with a party of 10, Edge is raiding us. Wow. Holy crap. Uh, I apologize for the, the audio. Normally, we have that turned off for uh, these streams, and, and, and we'll fix that for next time. But thank you, guys. Holy crap. Edge 200, thank you for the raid. Uh, appreciate you. We're here interviewing the uh, the amazing Iltacene, uh, uh, and every single raider that just came in, you please go follow Iltacene. Yes, 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 yes. Please, somebody give somebody give Ilta shout out so all of these raiders can go follow Iltacene. Yes, please, please. thank you. Yep, absolutely. You. <laughs> uh, you know what? Actually, we kind of I just realized we kind of jumped the gun a little bit, Druid. Uh, let's kind of start over a little bit. Obviously, he's, he's already answered one question for us. Uh, Ilt, why don't you uh, briefly introduce yourself with your streamer name and uh, the kind of the games that you like to play uh, and anything that you want to share uh, with our community. Okay. Um, I'm Ilt Hussain. I usually go by Ilt. It's just shorter. Uh, 
<laughs> I play a lot of indie games, a lot of automation or base building, um, some roguelikes. I know you were in one of my streams where I was playing uh, Marvel Spider-Man Remastered. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. actually more of an uncommon game for me to play, to be honest. It's big AAA title and all that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but my biggest game by far is Dyson Sphere Program. Right on. I, um, it came out about two years ago. I've got 1,600 hours in it now. Mm-hmm. Most of that was streamed. Oh, wow. Um, so factory, base building, things like that. That's, that's awesome. Cool. Well, uh, thanks for sharing that, guys. Um, uh, or, I mean, <laughs> Iltazine, sorry. It's, um, so, uh, my, my next question then, I guess this is actually perfect. The intro kind of leads into this question, which is, tell us uh, about the origin of your streamer name. This, actually, it was back when WoW came out, and I was in high school, 2004, I think. Um, I was coming up with a name for my hunter, and it was... I was already playing D&D for a few years at the time. Mm-hmm. I came up with Iltacene for my hunter in WoW, and then it become, became an archer, a ranger in D&D, and then I've just kind of used it for everything since. Um, and I actually... One of my friends who's occasionally in my chat actually remembers when I came up with my name. I don't personally remember the exact time I came up with it, but I know that was when, and he remembers it, so I think it's kind of cool. That's yeah. awesome. It's just, it's followed me for I'm getting old. Almost 20 years now? <laughs> Trust me, I feel you, brother. <laughs> I totally understand. <laughs> and I've had some, some origin names like that in the past as well, so I, I totally get it. It's really cool. Um, what's, uh, what's our next question there, Druid? Share the least interesting place you have traveled to. Well, I live in Ohio. <laughs> I'm just going to use that because uh, Ohio is just about the least interesting place there is. <laughs> so there's uh, not much here. We burn our rivers and, you know, our trains crash and big explosions. That's because we get bored. Um, there's cornfields and things. <laughs> but not too much going on. People are trying to get out more than anything. The um, major metropolitan area around Cleveland, Ohio, Mm -hmm. the population's actually been declining for the past like 50 or 60 years. Steady, just every year, people are Mm -hmm. leaving. So, wow. I have to say this place. (laughs) You have to save it? (laughs) No, I say I have to say this place. Oh, oh, okay. (laughs) That is the perfect answer, and I love it so much. Agreed, agreed. Uh, all right, then. Um, tell us your favorite food and your least favorite food. Oh, um, I really like spicy things. Mm-hmm. Probably pizza or hot wings, to be honest. But the okay. hot wings have to be not only hot, but it's got to be a sauce where there's also like a lot of flavor to it. Right, right. Um, I've actually done the hot ones challenge like three times. And Ooh. I've had I, countless bottles of hot sauce. Um, so I, I am a little bit picky with my hot sauces, but one of the two, either pizza or wings, and it's hard to tell, I guess. Mm-hmm. It's a coin flip. Yeah. No, nice, um, solid answers. Very good. And least favorite food? Like, There are only about, I think, three things I don't like. Um, I don't like sauerkraut. Mm-hmm. I don't like sweet potatoes. 
And I know there's something else, but I, I don't remember what it is. Is it maybe beets? I've tried them multiple times over the years and just don't enjoy them. Right. Yep. Right, right. I forgot pickles existed because I hate them so much. So <laughs> oh, man. I love pickles. I will, like, buy a jar of pickles and it'll be gone in, like, three or four days. Holy crap. And then <laughs> I'll actually drink the pickle juice. Oh just my like god! Sip, not actually like drinking it like a cup, but like walk by the fridge and just take a sip out of the container, you know. Eltsin the pickle god. <laughs> it, it's actually a really good hangover cure if you ever get way too drunk the next day, because it hydrates you pretty well. And there's a lot of salt and everything in the vinegar. Mm -hmm. um, Interesting. So it helps fix hangovers pretty well. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm, okay. But I do drink kombucha, which a lot of people have the same feelings about kombucha as they do about. Yeah. Yeah, can't stand so kombucha. It's fine. <laughs> I love kombucha, so it works. I don't actually ever think I've had kombucha. What is that exactly? It's a fermented tea. Yeah. And a lot of people really just can't get over that fermented flavor. But I do like vinegar. Like, I will take shots of, like, apple cider vinegar. But it's just, it's the pickle. Pi I, mm -mm. Just the thought of I, the smell. I don't think I could do the vinegar straight up. So, you have me on that one. <laughs> <laughs> well, this, this, this actually leads into a really good next question. Oh, I like this one. This one's we're starting to dig a little deeper. Isn't that right, Druid? Yes. I'm waiting. <laughs> He's waiting. It's me. What's the secret to a great chili? Uh, for me personally, about four or five hours in front of the stove, um, and you just kind of throw everything in there. Chili is—I actually learned how to make chili from my dad. It was one of the things he made that I always really loved. It would like disappear in a couple of days when he made a giant pot, mm -hmm. um, and I learned how to make it from him. So it's just time and I guess is the biggest thing, but it's got to have meat, got to have beans. I actually add potatoes to my chili, which Ooh. some people find. Ooh, I like that. Now, yeah, so I, now I got to try your chili curry. sometime. Hell yeah. <laughs> it's uh, I add amazing. A, I add a can of pumpkin to mine. No, that's different. I have not heard of that. That's, yeah, that's unique. It's, hmm. it's pretty good. Wow, now yeah, I want to try both you guys' chili. Mm. My ex-brother-in-law adds celery to his, which I thought was really weird. It's like a crunchy texture inside of chili, which is odd. That does sound I odd. Would, I would <laughs> say the only thing crunchy, that there, anything that should be crunchy in chili should be onions, if that. Yeah, it's but if you cook them enough, they lose their crunch. It's true. Sadly, I, I can't really eat onions because they, they tear me up inside. So I, I, I hope you could make a, a version of chili without it, without onions. And, and hopefully you don't use cumin. That's something that, or oregano. Like, I have a really sensitive stomach, I guess. Two out of three I actually use. I use cumin and I use onions. So. <laughs> Darn. And a ton of garlic. I don't use a lot. I use some. Mm. I use I a ton use... of just spice in general, though. My chili is very hot. Mm. Chili's supposed to be real. I'm hot. glad to hear all about this. I'm, I'm glad our 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 uh, investigations and intel that we gathered uh, brought this question forward. So the uh, next one is one is one that I like to ask all of our guests, and that is, what is the weirdest sleeping dream that you've ever had? You know, I never remember my dreams for long, 
I know I've had some in the past, but mm-hmm. I can't. I've actually had a recurring dream once or twice mm-hmm. in my life, but I never remember what they are. They're always out there, but I always I love dreaming. It's fantastic when I dream. It is. And I actually know from watching Banana Tom's interview that Druid, you don't dream, which I or you don't remember your dreams, right. which I find is really weird. At mm-hmm. all. Yep. Like yeah. not at all. It's the craziest thing. Yeah. I gotta say that kind of sucks. I really enjoy <laughs> dreaming. I, I'm with you, brother. <laughs> uh, and it's nice to meet a fellow uh, dream walker. Uh, th- throughout my life, I've f- fell in love with dreaming. And there was a time in my life where when I practiced lucid dreaming religiously and got to where it became a habit. And, oh, uh, and so it's super easy for me to remember my dreams most of the time. Uh, and um, I've looked into lucid dreaming because I've had some of those where I know that I'm dreaming and I'm still able to continue going. Mm-hmm. And it's really amazing when that happens mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so I've looked into it but I've never actually really tried I guess it's not an easy thing to practice until you start just like anything in life right it's just a skill you develop it, it starts out with you know uh, writing down your dreams when you wake up at night so you have a notepad and pencil by your bed and you just once you start uh-huh. getting in the habit of it then your brain starts to train itself to do that you don't even need to write it down anymore and then because of that, because you're kind of keeping yourself unconsciously conscious within your unconscious, <laughs> you kind of meta yourself, right? And mm-hmm. uh, uh, yeah. It becomes kind of a cycle. Cool. Exactly. And in fact, uh, there, there are deeper levels of lucid dreaming that you can go to in which you can kind of reverse lucid dream. And that's really trippy. I don't know if you've ever experienced that. What, what I mean by that is that a, a lucid so. dream is where you realize you're dreaming and you take control of it and fly and swim in the earth and do stuff like that, right? But uh, the, a reverse lucid dreaming is where you are experiencing something that is dreamlike, that seems impossible for the physical world, but you convince yourself that it's real and not a dream. Oh, and yeah, I'm taking acid. Um, <laughs> what an answer. <laughs> mm. <Anyway. It's> fantastic. <laughs> Thanks for sharing. <laughs> All right. So uh, I think I think the next one is, is to Druid. Yes. <laughs> I am paying attention to the questions this time. <laughs> um, uh, what drew you to Twitch? <laughs> So, it was two things, kind of, at the same time, around the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually, I've always kind of been into PC gaming since, like, WoW. Even before then, it was like, there was a game called RuneScape and Tibia I played. But when I started getting into, I actually started getting out of drugs and more into, you know, living a normal life. Mm-hmm. Um, I started to buy my own computer components, and I upgraded my computer at one point. And it dawned on me that I had a computer power powerful enough where I could actually start streaming. Mm. And I thought it was kind of cool. And the reason I even started ever looking at Twitch was because I got tired of all the reviews on YouTube of video games. Mm. You'd look up a review and another one on a game and they'd all seem fantastic and it'd be a lot of fun to play. I'd download the game and buy it and everything. And um, I wouldn't enjoy it for very long. And I you know, feel like a sense of regret for buying the game. So I started going to Twitch because on Twitch, you can literally chat with the people that are playing the games. Mm -hmm. You can ask questions about how the game works, things like that. So um, between those two things, I started to stream. 
There was actually years ago. That was, I think, five years ago or six years ago. Wow. Maybe more even. Um, but I got more serious about streaming last year, I think. Maybe a year before. Gotcha. Well, that sort of um, actually leads into my question, which was how long have you been streaming, you know, seriously? Um, seriously, I think it was actually not last year, year before. Mm-hmm. All of last year I was doing it pretty much. Um, and then the year before that, I had lost my job just before COVID and uh, ended up losing my apartment because I was never able to find another one. Wow. Um, ended up moving in with my parents again. And um, kind of at the end of when I was in my apartment during COVID and not having a job, looking for something, um, I started to think about what I actually wanted to do. I've always been someone who just worked a job until I got tired of it and found something else. Right. Never had a career or anything. Um, And I actually wanted to start doing something with Twitch. And I brought the idea up to a friend before I brought it up to my parents and I brought it up to them. and I moved into them, started working and streaming kind of at the same time and dedicated some time to work on the stream outside of the stream as well as certain days that I was going to stream. Um, and it's been a really cool experience ever since. I agree. Right on. So. Thank you. That, thank you for sharing that. That's awesome. Yeah. So uh, what struggles did you deal with when you first started streaming? Like what were some of the biggest hurdles? that you were like, oh God, I didn't think about this. Um, You lose a lot of time. If you're doing it for more than just fun, like, hey, let's turn on the stream. Mm -hmm. If you're doing it for like scheduled times, you kind of lose a lot of time because Saturday is one of my days where I stream. Mm -hmm. So if somebody wants to do something on a Saturday, I have to decide, do I cancel stream to go and hang out with somebody? Do I actually spend that time streaming like I, you know, wanted to do before I got invited to something else? Um, and things like that. There's always the the difficulties people have when they first start with nobody in chat. Mm-hmm. You're sitting there talking to yourself. And I think everybody that streams, or most people that stream, have gone through that kind of over time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm also pretty introverted. So when I'm sitting here and I'm just playing games or whatever on my own, I don't talk at all. Um, I had to train myself to keep a conversation going, even if it's with myself in the game or whatever, um, while I'm streaming, because that's what people are there for. If they just want to see the game, they can you know, see it a thousand places, but mm-hmm. they come for the game as well as the person playing it. So Right on. That's a great attitude. Understanding it, what it's all about. So uh, how do you, uh, what tips can you share with other streamers then? Um, definitely look at the quality of things. I suggest having a webcam. You can stream without webcams. I know like both of you guys do and a lot of other people do, but you will see people that don't have a webcam that just have the game on the screen that aren't talking much. Um, just keep that conversation going and keep at it. Also, your category matters a lot, what you're going to play. Um, You'll see people who play like League of Legends with one viewer in chat, which is possibly themselves, or the biggest Call of Duty game. If there's 10,000 people streaming a game and you have one person in your chat, it's very uncommon. You'll get a lot of foot traffic. 
traffic. A lot of traffic through your stream or anything <laughs> like that. Um, so choice of game matters a lot. Category. Your intro, or not intro, but your title matters quite a bit as well. Oh, really? Um, I think so. Like, a lot of things you'll see is oftentimes somebody will have their name and the game they're streaming as their title which is kind of counterproductive because when they look at your stream they already see the game that you're playing mm -hmm. they already see your name mm -hmm. and it's like uh, another thing would be very common to have chill stream of whatever game you're playing well there's a thousand people that have chill stream of that game mm -hmm. so your title i like to include something about the game or the progress where i'm at um or what difficulty i'm playing on so that people get some amount of information just by looking at the title and things like that mm, that's a great that tip. makes so much um, sense also interaction make sure you have chat somewhere where it's very visible yeah um my main screen is directly in front of me and just to the left i keep my chat on the side of that next monitor ditto yep. um yep so anytime anybody chats you can see it and uh Yep. Things like that. Yep. Right there's on. there's a lot. Of, um, those are some really great, that's new. great tips, though. I like those. Thank you. Oh, yeah. No, that's great. Yeah. I learned something. Mm -hmm. <laughs> My titles I are like, I, I don't know what I'm doing. What is even happening? <laughs> I don't remember some, when I was... <laughs> sometimes that's okay, by all means. It's just... Um, I don't know, things to think about, I guess. Yeah. No, it makes a lot of sense, though. Like, it's one of those things where you're like, I don't know how I didn't even think about that until you somebody says it out loud, and you're like, yes. When I started actually trying to get larger on Twitch, I started looking at a lot of videos and doing a lot of research and looking around at things. Ditto. And there's a lot of bad tips out there. There's a lot of the general things like I've said in a lot of other places, to be honest, mm -hmm. those are by any means things I've come up with. Those are things I found and that I've tried to introduce into my own streams and they seem to help. Mm -hmm. Experimentation is always huge too. Um, try something out for a while. If it works and you see progress from it, um, keep doing it. Um, things like that. Right on. I finally started yeah. adding the distracted streamer to my uh, tags. <laughs> so <laughs> there we go. Nice. I'm learning. <laughs> yeah. I really like the tag system. I use those quite often. I'll put the difficulty I'm playing or if I'm doing like a Dyson Sphere program. Really? Last year for three months, I put challenge in there because I was hosting a, um, a challenge where all, a lot of my viewers joined me on the same seed. It's a single-player game, but we're all playing on the same seed for, like, the leaderboards and mm -hmm. things like that. Um, tags are another place where you can put a lot of useful information for people to either find you or see what they enjoy about it and, or what they're looking for. Interesting. I, I, I guess I need to learn. Maybe that's something we can do on our, on our meeting Wednesday. <laughs> Got you. All right. Got you. Because I, I, I knew that was a moment of stormy learning because he was like... <gasps> Yep. <laughs> I'm glad I could help. Uh-huh. Uh, this is the main reason why we have you here. Pick your brain. Uh, what did your friends and family think of you when you told them that you were starting to stream? Like, in general, how did everybody feel about it? 
I've got a few friends that are really supportive of it. Um, I can think of two or three that have been subscribed to me as long as I've been going kind of thing. Um, and then my family are, they're old. Um, and they're old and not technologically inclined. They're not people who game or know much about it. Um, so they don't really understand streaming, I think. Yeah. Um, they know that I do it. My dad and uh, my stepmom were supportive of me getting into it and me setting a time aside the time to do it while I was living with them. Mm-hmm. Um, but they real I just don't think they really know what it is, to be honest. So. Yeah, it's it's definitely a, kind of a generational thing, isn't it? Um, mm-hmm. uh, sadly, I mean, don't get me wrong. There are some uh, of of the you know the, the older generations that uh, do get it and get into it. There are even some you know streamers my age. Uh, you know, uh, I'm 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 not technically a boomer. I'm the generation after that. But uh, yeah. So I'm curious. Mm-hmm. How old are you, Storm? If you don't I, I don't share that on know. stream, but I appreciate you asking. Uh, <laughs> None of but, us know. Uh, well, let's just say I'm not a boomer, but I'm also not a, obviously a millennial. <laughs> uh, I'm Gen X, right? And what, what came right after boomers? I have no idea. I forget how I don't old that's. Generations. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's like, how old you. is Gen X? 59 to 70. Oh, that's baby boomers. 43 to 58. Okay. That's fair. <laughs> so uh uh now that's no that's that's cool uh so um how do you how do you choose which games you stream you know like uh, what do you do you just pick the ones that are that you like and or do you also i mean tying into what you said earlier do you steer yourself towards ones that you think that you you, you know people will find interesting as well it's a little bit of everything there's mm-hmm. no perfect formula um i do tend to sp- stick to smaller games most of the time um one of the things i look at is how many people are actually watching that game in general um if i see a game and i'm interested in streaming it when i'm not streaming throughout the week even when i'm at work and things like that i'll actually look at twitch and see how many people are in that category Mm -hmm. um how many people are streaming that game if it has a following, if it's a newer game, the following numbers may be low, mm-hmm. but there might be like some big streamer that has a thousand people in his chat all the time mm-hmm. who streams the game regularly. Um, and a game like that still has enough people interested that it might be a choice. Um, I do stick to indie games usually, but like uh, Spider-Man Remastered, the reason I like to do that actually is um, he was in your chat earlier, Chris H29. Mm-hmm. actually bought that game for me ah. um, which I thought was super cool yeah. so I wanted to play that one on stream um, ditto that happened with then, me uh, one, of my, one of my followers uh, who's also one of my mods now KillDG he bought me uh, No Man's Sky and, uh, oh, nice. and it, when it was on sale and so I, I loved it it was a great game <clears throat> Yeah, and then like Val Froley says I do oftentimes stream what I want to play as well but I do um, try to stick to a certain area, generally speaking. Um, I want my viewers to be, in, you know, come back to see something else that they might want to see versus what I've been playing. Um, and I know I said, like, I do the base building and automation things, so I, I generally try to stick to something along those lines. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but I found a lot of games I wouldn't have known of otherwise through the people in chat 
as well. Mm-hmm. So oftentimes they'll point out a game and I'm like, oh, yeah, that looks awesome. And then somebody else will say they're interested in, in chat. Um, and that'll be the one I go with. But mm-hmm. Are you experiencing a little bit of fuzzy? Do you hear him being fuzzy at all, his, his audio? Uh, I thought I was my headphones. <laughs> hmm, okay. I don't know if it's necessarily his fault or if it's just like a Discord thing. Uh, yeah, say something again, Elixine. Uh, something again, Elixine? That's better. It, no, it cleared up. Good. Okay. Is that better? Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, so I think the next question is to Druid. <clears throat> yes. So what draws you to games like Dyson Sphere Program? Like, what is it about those kinds of games? Mm-hmm. Dyson Sphere Program particularly is just really chill. It's... You can't really fail. Um, there's no penalty, and it's something about you lay something out and you do something. While you're doing it, you like make mistakes, and you notice that. And then you're able to go back and do it again at a later time, and you learn from those previous mistakes so you can do it better the second time, mm-hmm. and then you get better the third time. Um, I found Dyson Sphere Program actually because... Factorio. I used to play Factorio like six, seven years ago. Mm-hmm. And then Satisfactory came out and it was another automation game like Factorio is, but it was 3D and you explore and everything. And then Dyson Sphere Program is 3D, but you're on a planet and you can walk around the planet like Super Mario Galaxy and you're making a factory there. Um, so I don't know if Factorio was the first of like the factory genre. I know a lot of people consider it to be, but it's Ever since that game, I've just kind of been into those. Hmm. Um, and DSP, just it looks beautiful. It's fun to play. It's very chill. So it's a good one, I think, personally. Cool, 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 cool. Um, hmm. So, uh, all right, now we're getting into some, some nitty-gritty, some, some, some deeper questions, a little more interesting here. Um, hmm. What are Rook Guard Adventures? Rook Guard was um, Rune's Tibia? Rook Guard was a, the beginning island in Tibia. Okay, okay. Um, you played in Rook Guard up until level 8, I think. And then you were able to go onto the mainland in Tibia. And Tibia was an old 2D MMO. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I've um, seen it. Uh-huh. Okay. So Rook Guard was... The beginning island, and uh, me and my friends back in the day actually would sit there well beyond level eight. I don't remember how high we got, but you were supposed to leave. But there was a lot of very hard challenges underneath in the sewers and stuff like that. So we'd sit there and continue to train and level up in regard before going off to anywhere else, um, just because it was more fun to sit there than go to the like the real world type thing. Uh huh. So it was a, a little birdie that told us about uh, your Rook Guard adventures. Is there, are there any, in, any in particular interesting stories regarding the Rook Guard adventures that you can share with us? Not particularly that I can remember. I know there were hidden things in the sewers, and I think there was like a Minotaur, which was a more difficult monster down there that we eventually faced together. Mm-hmm. But I'm not sure otherwise. Okay. I think... Um, I, I that was a deep cut though. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I'm glad we could surprise you. I think yeah. uh, Druid's got another one to to ask you that might get, start us down an interesting uh, 
uh, path. What D&D class do you consider yourself to be, IRL? Definitely a ranger. Um, <laughs> I, I tend to hyper-focus on things. So uh, one of my best friends has actually made like this joke that I'm a ranger because when I start looking into something and I start making it like my goal or whatever, I hyper-focus so much and do all the research and everything and get very good at that particular thing. Um, kind of like it's your favorite just, enemy? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just like a favorite enemy. Um, I was told one day that working out was my favorite enemy for a while because there was like a three or four month stretch where I started working out and everything. And that's only the real, only, yeah, it's really the only time in my life I've ever worked out was for that time. But um, somebody else brought up working out a couple of years afterwards and I still remember all this stuff. And I was told that that was my favorite enemy at the time. <laughs> right. um, also, just archery in general, I think, is awesome. Um, that was my hunter in WoW as an archer. And uh, nice. I've always kind of liked it. Cool, cool, cool. Awesome. All right. Well, since we're on this topic, which again was shared with us by Little Birdie, um, uh, with 20 plus years of Dungeons and Dragons under your belt, what edition is your favorite? probably fifth edition just because it's the easiest mm, nice. um <clears throat> it's definitely i know it's got the most people into it partially because of how accessible the edition is mm -hmm. it's also got more people into it because of critical role and um i think there was another podcast or D, &D group that was really big um they got a lot of people into D, &D. Uh, i started in second edition which was horrible. Um, third edition made huge jumps and improvements from that. Um, and then we transferred to 3.5, which was just an improvement over third edition. And then I played Pathfinder, which was, again, just another improvement. We called it D&D 3.75, actually. <laughs> right, right. Uh -huh. Because it was almost the same thing, just a little improved. Um, I've actually played... Yeah, Pathfinder. <laughs> I actually have... I think it's in my bedroom or in my basement, a, a stack of books um, from old Dungeons & Dragons games that is just ridiculously huge. Hmm. Um, <laughs> out of actual Dungeons & yeah, exactly. <laughs> out of actual Dungeons & Dragons, that's probably my, my favorite is fifth. Right on. I, I, I totally relate. Uh, I would say that uh, it's, it's my close second. Um, I, I, I prefer 3.5 because of its granularity, but every point that you made about 5th edition is, is absolutely true. And there's a, just a kind of a fun, I like this, this, the kind of speedier factor of 5th ed, right? It, 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 mm -hmm. in, and and the, kind of the superhero feel of it. Um, I've been playing since BX, so if, since, if you, what? since Basic Expert. Oh, in okay. 1981 was the first time I picked a D&D &D set, and it was before it was a book. It was just a, it was a box. Nice. I was um, negative five years old at that point. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> I, um, I did like three, three, five, that era. There's a lot of custom, custom, customizability. Customization. That you can do with your characters. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, feats were you'd be making a character after a few books came out and you would have six different books open in front of you yeah 
yeah. because you're looking at a class in one and a race option in another and a feat from a third and oh, it pretty. was very cool in that way but it also meant making a character could take eight hours mm-hmm. that's true you're um, right <laughs> you're right 100 percent. so it's a little bit too much i think what's funny is when it started it wasn't really like that right it just it, it kept evolving that way but uh yeah and honestly fifth edition has done the same thing now yep because they keep coming out with more books to make mm-hmm. you know more sales and every book has new options mm-hmm. so now there's another 20 books for fifth edition and you can look through them all to get character ideas and options and variants and mm-hmm. um it's it's pretty wild yep yep yeah. yep okay druid hit him with this with the sneaky one here what is the lock and key incident? Oh I know who you're talking to now, by the way. <laughs> um, so, we made a campaign at one point, and I think we were still in high school, mm-hmm. or right after high school, me and a group of friends. And they were in a cage. The cage was locked, and the cage was on a beach. The tide was coming in, I believe. Ooh, um, I like this already. There was a key, I think, like outside of the cage or something nearby, mm-hmm. and they managed to get the key. One of them used the key to open the lock, and then the door was open. The other, another person grabbed the lock, so one person had the lock, the other person had the key. They start arguing over, give me the lock. No, I have the lock, you give me the key. No, I have the key, you give me the lock. And it went back and forth, and eventually they ended up killing each other. Um, I want to say the third person there ended up killing the last one or something and then walking away and that was like the end of the campaign um, so why didn't the third person just walk out if it was unlocked well they were outside already oh they were outside arguing over who wanted the lock and the key they just both wanted it and neither one of them was willing to give it up <laughs> i've had multiple instances like that in D. wow wow, wow that's hardcore that's better than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> it's definitely different than I expected. So oh, was that a total so party funny. wipe? Was that a TPK? It was. We ended the campaign. But in high school, I was pretty bad. We used to play a campaign for a day, and that would be the end of it. Mm. Either I would kill them because I was the DM the majority of the time, um, or they would kill each other. It was very common to like make new characters after every day. Um but we've gotten better. <laughs> yeah, no, I get you. When I first started, it was uh, for the first probably few months, it was just me by myself. And so, because uh, I was, I saw this at a hobby store and I was really intrigued by it and, uh, and picked it up. And, you know, I just always loved, you know, legends of King Arthur and stuff like that. And, and you know, knights and dragons. And so, um, yeah, uh, then, then I found, you know, I was young. I was, you know, a little kid basically. And uh, then I had a, met a friend and we started playing together. So it was basically just solo adventures for a while. And then, you know, we added some other folks on. And so just like you said, when you start cool. out, it's like you make some really, you don't even, even especially when you're young, you don't necessarily understand the rules properly either. So like we yeah. made these super o- OP characters because <laughs> we didn't understand how to roll the, mm-hmm. the stats and stuff. And so. That's very cool. I've mm-hmm. noticed you're very much into the fantasy um, setting. The pieces behind you, the sword and shield. I think you have an axe when your camera's in doubt. I do. You can't see it right now because of the camera angle. I do have axe Mm -hmm. and two swords and the shield. Yeah. 
Yeah, and then you play uh, like Morrowind and things like that as well on stream. Not Morrowind, so, uh, but uh, but, but Skyrim. 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 Yeah, Skyrim. Well, it's a modded version of Skyrim. Uh, okay. Daggerfall every Thursday night. That may be what you're thinking from the older, uh, older ones. Then, yeah. And uh, okay. yeah. I'm a huge fantasy fiction fan, obviously, but I like sci-fi too. Um, yeah. But yeah, um, I. Uh, how about you? Have you played any? Uh, sorry, I, I I'm stealing a question from you, Dorota. Have you played any f fantasy fiction games uh, on your stream? Any you know? Um, any RPGs? I'm not sure. Maybe back in the day. I know I tried to stream The Witcher, but I don't think my computer was powerful enough before. Okay. Um, the Witcher Three specifically. Right, 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 right. Um, but I've played other tabletops, like um, other fantasy tabletops. Uh, um. I can't think of the names right now because I'm trying to think of them, but I've also played sci-fi tabletops as well. Right on. Like you said, um, Pathfinder was one. Did you ever play Shadowrun? I haven't played Shadowrun, no. A lot um, of fun. 13th Age Do what? was one of them. 13th Age. Oh, okay. I've heard of it. Haven't played it myself. It's a good one. It's right a very on. good one. How about any um, of the White Wolf series, like Werewolf or Vampire or uh, Mage? I've had friends try to get me into Vampire, but I haven't actually played that. Um, I have done the Star Wars tabletop game. Oh, right on, right on. Um, that's a lot of fun. That's that's one of the better systems out there if it's not D&D. Mm -hmm. um, I've done, like, the Fate games. There's Fate Accelerated or Fate, which are more short version. A couple um, plays, and it's kind of a finished campaign type thing usually, or like a one-shot even. Cool, cool. Um, mm -hmm. All right, so, uh, Druid, you're next. Uh, or no, I guess I am next. No, you're next. I'm oh. sorry. Uh, tell us about your longest running campaign. I think that would be one that we named the Shadow Sight campaign. Shadow Sight? I'm not, Shadow Sight, like Sight, sight. like Sys, sight. Yeah. T Y T E. Mm -hmm. um, the, the characters, I was the DM, and then the characters all started out and kind of got teleported to one area together. Um, one of the characters had a door in front of him and he knew something was behind it. So he automatically kicked the door in. Mm -hmm. It was unlocked. He could have just opened it. But, <laughs> <laughs> but he kicked the door in. That became kind of his character trait afterwards. Uh -huh. um, but they all got teleported to one space and they were heroes in the world. They had somebody there, I think, telling them like they were the ones to save the planet. Um, and it was written on stones and things like that. Ooh. And um, it was about a year and a half or two years long, maybe. Uh -huh. Right on. Changed a couple cast members a couple times. <laughs> but uh, the, the core group was there the entire time. And uh, the shadow plane had broken into the material plane. Oh. And was seeping what was known as shadow sight. It was a liquid that could form a monster on its own, but it was much stronger. If it could touch somebody, it would take them over. Um, and Nifty. it kind of like made a giant army that was ravaging the land, and the heroes had to go and uh, fight it back. They ended up traveling to the Plane of Shadow eventually. Um, and we did end that campaign even. That was, I'd guess, probably 10 or 15 levels total. It was a long time ago, so I, I don't necessarily know. I know it was a long time, but um, they went to the Plane of Shadow and defeated the bad guy, and then I came up with uh, 
some good stories, some just bad ones for, you know, what happened to their characters afterwards. Um, that was probably, yeah, that was a fun campaign. That sounds awesome. Love I love the long so ones for sure. I mean, uh, mm-hmm. short ones can be fun too, but yeah, I don't know. Obviously, I, I can't help myself. I make mine typically minimum of nine months. Sometimes they stretch to 18 um, which is probably what's happening with uh, with Isles in the Mist right now, but yes. uh, yeah. So yeah. Uh, now it now back to you, Druid. <laughs> Do you have a favorite NPC from one of your campaigns? And tell us about them. Mm. So sort of an NPC. It was actually played by a player. But they were, they actually moved out to California, mm-hmm. and then they came back, I think during Christmas, just for one campaign, mm-hmm. and they played a kobold that always took the wrong turn. I think it was a koboldy or goblin. <laughs> it's, it's been a while. Uh-huh. Um, and the adventuring group was underground and came upon this person, and he's like, oh yeah, I can take you to exactly where you need to be. And then he immediately starts taking them further away from their target. <laughs> um, it was played by a player, but uh, that it, was, it, was, it was pretty good, yeah. That's phenomenal. That's phenomenal. That's phenomenal. <clears throat> well, okay, on that same kind of topic, um, how about, do you have a, a story hook of, from one of your campaigns that's your favorite? Or theme. It doesn't have to necessarily be the, the hook, but you know, just kind of the, the, the theme of the world or or you know, whatever kind of The Auto site was really cool. I think mm-hmm. um one of the last campaigns I was DMing, kind of before I started getting into streaming, and when I started getting into streaming, I kind of abandoned it, unfortunately. Mm. Um the world was at once like a whole place, but in the past the Tiamat and Tiamat and Bahamut. Mm-hmm kind of joined forces actually to split the world apart and shatter the shattered the world into a bunch of different floating islands um because it was actually better for dragon kind to control the skies that way um and the adventurers didn't know that in the beginning i don't think they ever got to the point where they did they might have um but they started just adventuring and um we're kind of picking up the breadcrumb trails that that had happened and uh, they were doing other things. They weren't actually focused on that, right. but it was kind of becoming their goal. Um, and I thought there was a pretty cool world idea. So did that's, you end up having no, to... No, that co- sounds great. It does. It sounds amazing. Did you end up having to uh, stop it before they were able to get into that kind of understanding? Uh, I, think, I think they knew some about it, right. but I did stop it before they got much into getting there. Um, you, okay. So, wow, like I'm, how did you feel about having to stop before your players got to figure out that interesting thing about your world? It really sucks to let people down that way. <laughs> it does. Everyone enjoyed it. They still mention it as a game that they want to go back to. It's just time is such a limited resource. I understand. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, I know. Yeah. I, and, and like I've had kind of the similar but opposite things happen where, you know, we had a good solid gaming group, but then some people had to move away. And so obviously it kind of fell apart. 
and they didn't get to actually experience some of the cool twists and turns of the story that I had coming in. And so I, you know, it's, it's, it's a frustrating as a DM to be like, no, but this was such a great idea. I wanted someone to experience it. Yeah. It sucks. You can always reuse it though. That's true. Start another That's campaign. True. Yep. Absolutely. And I actually, I play online D and D now. Um, for the majority of the time I played D and D, I played in person. Mm-hmm. I gotta say, I like playing online so much more now. It's so much more convenient to just sit at my computer and play D and D. Yeah. It, um, it it's I agree. Like we <laughs> we have a D and D group, uh, Star Kitty and I. That's uh, just a personal one that we had before I ever started streaming. We've known these folks uh, for years, right? And we play on mm-hmm. Sundays still. And we've been, nice. play, like I said, we've been playing for years. And uh, it's, it's uh, uh, what was the point I was trying to make? Um, oh, we, uh, they, live, they live here in our same city. And we used to get together in person. But then yeah. the, the COVID happened, the pandemic happened. And so we continued playing remotely. We, at that time, we used Facebook video messenger, right? And, yeah. uh, and then, uh, then I, once you know, we started the D&D stream with these folks, it was a better setup than the Facebook stuff. And so uh, we just continue now playing uh remotely it's just way like you said way easier and more convenient uh especially mm-hmm. for a dm because like there there used to be times where it was more convenient for folks for me as the dm to come to their house right so i'd have to you know i have all these you know boxes of minis and and books and i'd have to like pack into the car or such a pain in the ass and mm-hmm. but now i don't i just walk over there and grab it off the shelf <laughs> i've got a um, like travel duffel bag that I used to have that was full of books. Mm-hmm. And I had the ends where I would put the dice and pencils and other things. And um, God, it had to probably weigh like 80 pounds uh-huh. when it was fully loaded up. It was so heavy. And moving it around every time I wanted to go play D&D when it wasn't at my home, you know, um, even just to the car and then up back into the house and then back out into the car and back into the house, it, mm-hmm. it kind of sucks. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, there's also, you know, the risk of the books getting damaged with all that travel and stuff. Like, mm-hmm. I, I remember many, many years ago, uh, you know, back when I had first started and built my collection, I, I had all the original uh, AD&D in, um, books, like the, the, the super rare deities and demigods and, you know, the, the player's handbook and the DMG with the... With the uh, Eidolon statue on the front. Those, you know, really rare, very valuable books nowadays. And I carried them around in this black leather attache case that looked like, you know, I was a spy walking around. You know, it just needed a, a handcuff. But uh, sadly, it 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 ended up. I had lent the books to some friends of mine because I had stopped playing, and it, it, their their apartment burned up in a fire. And and oh so, wow, yeah. Um, but it's oh, that's no. brutal. Yeah. I've had some books get water damaged. Um, I don't think it's actually ruined any of them, but it's gotten to the point to where like you open it and it's just one page mm-hmm. yep. and then you kind of have to like flip through it to break it apart into like five pages. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> then slowly unfold it more and more. Just slowly peel them apart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Trying yep. not to damage them so you can still read what's on them. Yeah. I've definitely <laughs> had those. Mm-hmm. My first set of five e-books um, actually uh, a couple of them had had where the pages had, were miscut and they were still not completely cut and so they were stuck together with little edges coming out and then the binding started to come apart and I 
took pictures of them and sent them off to Wizards of the Coast and, and contacted them through, you know, through email and stuff. And they, they replaced the books and they didn't even ask me oh. to send the other ones back. So, uh, although technically two, cool. two of them were terrible, so I just tossed them, but I still have one of them that's somewhat in decent shape, but that's pretty sweet. Yeah. And now I when I pick was... up a book, I'm super careful about checking it out before I yeah. you know, take it home. There was an edition of either third edition or three five. It was mm-hmm. a player's handbook before they came out with the other books, mm-hmm. where they actually had some of the monster manual in the back and things like that. Mm-hmm. And I actually had that book from before all the other ones were out. And I just thought it was the coolest thing for the longest time. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Because once the monster manual and the DMG came out, they actually removed that from the player's handbook that came out afterwards. Um, I don't know honestly if I still have that or not, but. It was it was very cool. When you find oh, something like that, awesome. Yeah, it's it's surprising how much some of those older books uh, are go for for collectors nowadays, and even some of the newer collectors edition fifth ed books. Like oh, really? uh, the yeah, the I think the is it the Volos? I think if you have the you know the fancy covered Volos guide to monsters, I think that's the one. I might be getting confused with a different I think, one. I think you're right. Uh, that sounds it's, right. It's like a. It's worth five hundred bucks. <laughs> I'm wow, like, holy okay. crap! I had no idea. But yeah, uh, yeah, I I stopped buying books. I had a huge stack of books. Well, I had some books for third edition. Mm-hmm. I had a huge stack of books for three five. Huge stack of books for Pathfinder. Mm-hmm. Um, and for fifth, I haven't bought a single one like on you know hard copy. I've got them on roll twenty. Right. Because DMing on there, and even as a player on there, it actually makes it a lot easier to have them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just stopped buying that big heavy things to look around. Right, right. Well, speaking of D&D, you said, uh, I think you before we went, went live with the show, you had said that you're, after the show tonight, you're going to go play D&D. Are you yeah. playing or DMing? Tonight I'm I'm just playing. Oh. I haven't actually DM'd in about two years now. Congrats! That's uh, you you escaped the 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 curse of the forever DM. <laughs> I did. I did. I actually in high school I made my friends start to learn how to DM occasionally. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them is amazing. I really love the way that he DMs, um, and that's still a friend I have from high school. But we have another DM as well in our group that's very good. Right on. I tease, I tease. I don't actually, I, I don't think it's a curse. Uh, I, I love DMing, so. It can be. It, it's a lot of work to DM all of the time. It is, it is. So. I, I always have stuff turning around in my head all the time. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm sure you can relate. Oh, yes. <laughs> all right, so. I'm just uh, a player. What? Did you have a question, Drew? Oh, I, I, no, I said, I'm just a player. Well, you're an amazing player. You've, you've, have you had a chance to see any of our D&D streams? I have. Yeah, so, I've watched you guys. She's amazing. I've, I've played with veteran players who've played for years who don't role play as well as she does. And same thing yeah. with Fate. Like, they're amazing. I'm so proud of them. You guys are well, very cool. Well, Fate has practice. I gotta say, the, something happened, at least in my experience, over the last, like, five years with D&D. Uh-huh. Around five years. Mm-hmm. I played all that time, and me and my friends, none of us ever did voices or much like that, mm-hmm. or anything. We never dressed up. None of us either still do. But mm-hmm. um, voices are becoming something that like everybody that plays D and D does. Mm-hmm. And you guys are very good about that when you play. Well, thank you. Um, my 
biggest voice for a D and D character is uh, just like try to deepen my voice or something to sound a little bit different. Mm-hmm. That's as good as I can manage. <laughs> That's okay. I I've always done that for forever, like for the, the decades that I've played, just because okay. uh, like I just I love performing. I, I have all these different you know crazy voices and accents. Yeah, I actually used to be better with with accents than I am nowadays, but I still I still work it, and uh, uh, I'm just blown away by you know Druid or or I, I wonder sometimes if if Fern is her real voice and if Druid is her fake voice. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I'm just going to say <laughs> no. She is her voice is becoming a part of my real life vocabulary all the time. <laughs> I wish I could do accents. I love hearing other people's accents and things like that. I just have no, like, the cog isn't there to turn that on inside me, you know? The, 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 for me, the accent or, like, the cadence really helps me get into character because mm. otherwise I'm just going to be the character and it just really helps differentiate, like, what I would do versus what Fern would do, which really isn't that different. But <laughs> <clears throat> Fern is my intrusive thoughts. So. Oh, there you go. Love it. Yeah. Love it. <laughs> All right. So. Uh, good characters. Uh huh. Uh huh. So. We we've actually uh, blazed a trail. Our 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 technically last question, you know, just direct question to you of the night is a uh, 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 kind of a fun, simple one here. Um, uh. And then after that, we'll open up the floor to just general chatting with, with the folks in chat. Uh, any questions that they want to ask? Any of your, your viewers and friends want to share, you know, tidbits? Uh, if you want to ask us questions, it's just going to be kind of a general open forum for us for the last 20, 30 minutes. Uh, but okay. before we get that, so uh, here's, here's the last stinger of a question. Tropical Island or Lake House? Mm. Probably Tropical Island. Okay. Partially because I've never really been in that type of an area. Uh huh. Uh-huh. I've definitely been to like lake house areas, and those are beautiful, don't get me wrong. Uh-huh. But I think Tropical Island would be better. Okay. Plus, swimming in the ocean is fantastic. Uh huh. I agree. I agree. Yep. <laughs> I've been yep, to yep, yep. Myrtle Beach a couple times on vacation in South Ooh. Carolina. Ooh. And um, I enjoy swimming anyway. That's always a good time. Right on. Mm-hmm. That's that's one one of the beaches that, that I've always wanted to see that I haven't been a, been able to. <clears throat> cool, cool, yeah. awesome. All right, hand it over to you for the uh, for for the the pseudo wrap up before the open forum. Okay, it's a scene. Plug yourself. When do you stream? Where can people find you? Do you have a YouTube channel? Promote <laughs> yourself. Plug yourself. Mm-hmm. Do all the things. And everybody I... in chat, all twenty one of you. I command you to go follow him. I'm kidding. <laughs> and, I ask nicely. Yes. And, and start throwing there's, out some questions. Yes. Uh, there's that one. Give me a second. I'll get all uh, my links eventually. So if you could if you could message your links to Star Kitty, so Star Kitty could post them. Yeah, I could do that. Yeah, it's because uh, your links are probably not gonna post. That's you realize fair. that. I keep oh, forgetting yeah. about this. I have like seven TTV and better TTV emotes options. So if I post something and it gets like blocked, I actually don't see it being blocked. Oh. I see everything in chat, even if you like delete messages and whatnot. Mm-hmm. 
I'm trying to find really bad at promoting myself, by the way. Um, well, just uh, just tell us. Uh, I'll make it easier for you. Tell us I, something about your channel that you would like people to know, and something about yourself that uh, you know uh, you um, want to share. I am Iltasin. I stream games on Twitch, mostly indie games, a lot of automation or base building things like that. Um, I do have a YouTube channel. It's kind of a mess, but I'm trying to post more there. Um, I have a Twitter as well that I kind of make jokes about. <laughs> is it on your? Uh, are the links, links on your on your Twitch? They are on my Twitch. I am. I said start getting my Twitter as well, and I'm getting my YouTube now. Perfect. I should have had these ready, probably. No, you're good. You're good. <laughs> we sprung this part on you, so you're mm. you're good. Yeah, we probably for future interviews we should let them know ahead of time. That way we can have yeah. that set up. Um, this is a learning experience for us. We appreciate your patience. Yeah, no problem. Um, something else, by the way. Yeah. I was promoting this for a couple of streams before the interview, um, just last Wednesday and Thursday. Uh-huh. I posted in my Discord as well for you. Oh, oh thank you. Um, okay. Uh, I, we appreciate that. I probably should have done more, and I thought maybe that could be something that you have um, people do for you. If you continue to do these interviews, have people plug your channel for where the interviewer is going to be once they know where it is and things like that. If you look at like um, sponsored streams from stream elements and things like that, uh -huh. they always have people post to a social media account like a Twitter as well as put a banner on their stream and things like that. So it could be more advertising for your interviews as well. Oh, well, thank you. As um, getting that person's community involved. I I tried to do what I could. I appreciate that. Like, uh, that isn't, uh, like, we know that that's going to be kind of an incidental thing. We, we, we don't, like, we want it to be more focused on the person that we're interviewing, and we kind of just hope that the, that the, 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 you know, bandwidth and banner will grow itself that way. And so we don't want to, you know, we figured that most folks, streamers uh, or YouTubers, per perhaps in the future, uh, that that we have on the show, they'll promote it as much as they feel comfortable promoting it. And so, yeah. you know, so uh, uh, we, yeah, we're just kind of in the in the boat where we don't want to ask for that. So, but I appreciate okay. it. Yeah. Not yet. I, I will start getting annoying, probably. So, just knowing me. <laughs> just knowing me, I'm just going to be like, I'm going to just make the Twitter. It's happening. Mm -hmm. That's fire. Yep, yep, yep. All right, so uh, uh, let, let's, uh, let's sound off. First off, before... So, you guys in chat, uh, old friends of his, new, fr new followers of his, uh, our, all of our folks, too... If you have questions, throw them in the channel. And Iltasine, if you have any questions for our chat or us, uh, this is uh, this is the, the floor. I kind of was asking questions as they came to me. Mm -hmm. um, where did you come up with the name Stormy D? Ah, that, that's that's a great that's a great question. Um, it's actually just a nickname that I've always had, and it's actually based on my real name, which is David Storm. Ah, okay. And then so Druid, cool. <laughs> Druid IRL. Where did you come up with that one? Okay, so listen, I never meant to be a streamer. I never meant to be here. <laughs> um, one of my friends um, that I have in real life that is a streamer, his name is SOC Teddy. Go follow him. <laughs> um, 
Because, <laughs> so, in our apartment in California, I literally had an, a tropical jungle of plants everywhere. And I, this was, like, before we really got into playing D&D and all this stuff, and, like, so, the joke was made that I'm a druid in real life. And so, of course, when I, like, made a Twitch account, I picked the name Druid IRL, specifically to see if he could guess who I was <laughs> in chat. And that was that it. Is, that is pretty that was, awesome, though. That mm -hmm. is the only reason. Mm -hmm. And that is, now it's stuck. It's stuck forever. And it's fine. Gotcha. Yep. <laughs> She, and it's, it's very fitting, even more so than she described, because one of her first hobbies was collecting pine cones. Yes, I love collect. I have rocks and pine cones, and now I have, yeah, I, I have a lot of fun little random knickknacks from nature. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. One of my earliest memories, actually, is me and my sister with a five-gallon bucket. We had an, a tree, and there were thousands of acorns in the front yard. And we walked around the front yard and collected a full five-gallon bucket of acorns. I had to be probably five or six years old. It was just this massive tree, and there were acorns absolutely everywhere. That brings um, me so much joy. <laughs> <laughs> One of my earliest memories is I was uh, was me digging up earthworms, and then my brother would steal from steal them from me and rip them in half. Oh, and so oh. I would just be constantly digging up worms, and he would be constantly stealing them from me. That's, that's yeah. an interesting dream to have. No, it's like I that mean, really happened. Not like, dream, but uh, memory. Yeah. <laughs> memory. Yeah. Yeah. So. Mm. Mm. My grandmother used to get earthworms with me. We, she had a uh, compost pile in the backyard. So we would like lift up rocks that she had as pavement, or mm -hmm. not pavement, but like trails and things through the yard, and find the earthworms below it and take them all to the compost pile and everything. Oh, that's so fun. Okay, Let's... so uh, we do have a Goodass question. Goodass Game, GAG, yeah. mm -hmm. has a question. Um, I'm thinking of switching to Twitch from YouTube. What would you say is your biggest struggle, i.e., audience retention, scheduling, et cetera? Um, if you were just coming to Twitch with no audience whatsoever yet, um, it's probably just going to be your first streams while you start getting somebody here. Mm -hmm. Um, I would assume because you were doing things live where I'm, I don't know if you streamed on YouTube or if you were making videos on YouTube. Um, but being live is different than video making. If yep. you were making videos, by the way, props to you because video editing is... Not easy. It, it's uh, not. You're right. <laughs> um, it, but just being able to talk to yourself constantly, if you're not, uh, not um, if you don't have an audience yet, but you do, that is something you do need to do. Talk like somebody is there, even if nobody's saying anything. Yep. You're streaming VR. Oh, very nice. That's interesting. Nice. Yeah. There are um, programs that can help you out with that to get your chat inside of the VR headset. I um I stream VR myself actually. That's why the green screen wall is behind me mm -hmm. that way, um, because I stream Beat Saber actually, um, which is so super fun. It is. Um, make sure you have your chat somewhere where you can see it. So if somebody says something, you can react very quickly. That's an important thing to remember. 
Um, other than that, I would say making a schedule is very important. So you're live the same times every week. I think that's something I actually forgot to mention earlier. But uh, I know we talked a little bit about that earlier, and that is something that um, I think is pretty important personally. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. It looks like Faith came up with a great question for Altacene. What is your hidden talent? I may not be now, but I used to be very good at hacky sack. Oh, <laughs> nice. Um, it was something, we played hacky sack when I lived in Michigan before I moved to Ohio. I was like 14 when I moved to Ohio, and we continued playing. I continued playing, and I found new people to play with. And uh, not all of the time, but most of the time, I was like the best one in the group, generally speaking. But, I was awful. I was so bad. <laughs> Ditto. I was just there. I, I just I res- wanted to be in the circle. Yep. I respect I was... the hell out of, out of hacky sack players with skill. That was awesome, though. We love the people that come around just to be in the circle. It does want to be in the circle. We had, like, um, after school, I was on the swimming team in 12th grade. And we had, like, a half hour or so before swimming, but after school. I'd pull up the hacky sack as everybody was walking out to the buses and going home and stuff. And you would just have random people that you'd never even talk to that would come up and play with you sitting in the mm-hmm. hallway. And it was actually, I made a few friends that way during high school, even. Yep. It was very sweet. Uh, of course, good at game. <laughs> How's it going, Fate, by the way? I've been to Fate's stream a lot as well. Yeah. yeah. We're going to have to interview him one of these days. That's right. There Heck yeah. We'll make that happen. Mm-hmm. But, um,. Any last-minute questions for Iltasine? Mm-hmm. We can't keep him for too much longer because he's got a DMD game to get to. Yep. I actually realized, too, uh-huh. my DM messaged me before, as we were setting up even for this. Uh-huh. I, um, I died last time we played. It wasn't last week, but week before. Uh-huh. I've made my new character, but I haven't named it, and I don't have any storyline written for it yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ooh, well, no pressure. Okay, what 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 race? What class? What did you do? We could try to run the And is it I fifth? Ed? Figure it out quick. I'm very good at making characters quickly. I know I'm a wizard. I forget what race I went. Oh no, I didn't. I am a dwarven wizard. Dwarven wizard. Interesting. To go something non-optimal. <laughs> and this is fifth ed. This is cool. 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 Yeah. I'm trying to launch the game now. It's just taking a minute. <laughs> Good at game, that's hilarious. Zabuma boom. It's currently named Ilt's new character. Ilt's new character. Mm-hmm. I love it. It is a war magic wizard though, and it is a Durgar actually. This is um Ooh, this is another cool world that we're in now. Mm-hmm. It's uh the realm of the Dragon Queen or something like that. Interesting. It's one of the pre-maids. I've oh, always man. done custom worlds myself right me too yeah i've never yeah i've never actually played it well i think i played a one pre-made before this i've never run any of them though i i've played with modules i don't know if i mean modules. Uh, yeah that's, back in the day that's yeah. what it is yeah yeah but i've never done the module thing yeah so nowadays they're um, called the, the i guess they're they're pre-made campaigns right they're whole campaign books mm-hmm. but uh yeah i've back back in the day we've used i used modules some of the time and have some favorites but then That's most the of the time I'm, I'm with you. I'd rather do custom. Sorry. Yeah. Didn't, oh. we, didn't we have that one? I was about to be so excited to show the book, but... <laughs> That's one I don't have, actually. Uh, so, yeah. Zabumafu. I don't think a Drugar is going to go by Zabumafu. 
Maybe if I was making a gnome, that would be a good one for a gnome. That would that be would a great be. gnome name. That would be a great oh, gnome name. Oh, thought about it. Because it, it's the Into the Abyss that I was picturing in my brain. Ah, uh, mm, yeah. mm. there you go. Or Out of the Abyss, sorry. Um, well, I think that, uh, I think this has been a phenomenal night. No, I think this is, I really appreciate what we've had here today, Altacene. You're amazing, brother. Uh, I, I, like, well, before we went into this, you know, I had checked out your stream, and I had chatted with you and chatted with Druid, and mm -hmm. there was no actually clue. We didn't know that you were also a and -er. And once we I, talked uh, to some uh, little vague, birdies... I had vague, I had vague ideas. Uh -huh. I had vague ideas. Uh -huh. Because well, I, I did pop, of course I popped into your Discord, mm -hmm. like, checked out your Discord. Yeah. I saw then, that, actually. Mm -hmm. I saw... After we had talked about doing the interview, uh -huh. you popped into the Discord one day, and I was like, oh, she's probably doing research. <laughs> <laughs> and then I wasn't sure, because it was one of those things where I'm like, okay, well, I of course I had dirt on... Um, Wookies and Cookies. Uh, Stormy, and then I had dirt oh. on Wookies and yeah. Cookies because I knew him in real life, and I'm like, is that crossing a boundary with Ilt? Like, and like, you know, it was one of those things. Like, I wasn't sure if you were talking too much about the interview or what have you. And then as soon as Stormy was just like, oh no, it's like he brought it up, cool. And I'm like, all right, I went straight to your admin <laughs> of your Discord. Oh, okay. <laughs> and then your admin was the one that directed me. To I somebody don't. else. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, we yeah. didn't. You were our first banana tom, but uh, we know you even better now. So in future interviews, we'll we'll definitely dig up some stuff. Can't <laughs> oh, no. wait to talk to oh, Bobo. No. Right? Oh. I am gonna tell you right. I'm mm -hmm. gonna get on a video call with her. <laughs> you better be ready, banana tom. Uh, you better include me on that too. <laughs> I also think it's a great idea, by the way, Druid. Um, I know you asked or mentioned like maybe it was going too far or anything like that, but uh -huh. definitely not. Okay. Um, it's you asked a lot of really good questions, and that's because you did the research and everything. Yeah. So I think that that made it a lot better. I think. Agreed. Agreed. Thank you so much. Um, this was fun. This is the first time I think I've ever been interviewed. Um, Yay! We so are happy cool. that you are happy, sir, because that is our goal, one hundred percent. Yeah. Very cool. Okay. I will be asking you later about improvements, mm -hmm. questions, and stuff like that. All righty. Okay. Well, uh, we're going to uh, switch back to uh, Druid and I. Thanks again for coming on the show, sir. We appreciate you so much. And uh, you guys, be sure to check out Iltacene. Uh, give him a follow. Check out his streams. Uh, we are so happy that he came on the show and look forward to his successes in the future. So. Yes. Appreciate it. You guys have a nice night. Thanks for having me. You too. Of course, Ilt. Thank you so much. Uh-huh. I know, Eldana's here. <laughs> wow. Druid, oh, I'm so happy that we had him on. Ilt is amazing. Thank you for suggesting him. And Absolutely. it was so cool checking out his channel. Oh, man. <laughs> mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. he's definitely, you're right, he's definitely the, the perfect kind of person to, uh, yeah. to have. But it's like, and it's like one of those things, like, of course, like, you know, I met... You know, I met Paylu. Right. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, I got to know, like, like Kerbal Space Program. Okay, cool. Uh -huh. And then I'm like, I check out, um, uh, you should be fine. You should, you can head out. Perfect. Yep. Um, you know, it was one of those things where, like, 
you know, the, no, I don't think a single other person could retain my attention when it comes to like stuff like Dyson Sphere program. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I'm just so, I'm just so thankful that such a strong and powerful Twitch streamer with such an amazing, amazing community would grace, grace us with his presence. I agree. I, I, I wholeheartedly concur. And I love, uh, you know, being able to share our circle with his circle and vice versa. Like mm -hmm. it's, it's exactly yeah. what, what, what we love about Twitch. Isn't that right, Druid? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Without Twitch, we wouldn't be here, guys. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Well, uh, this has been a, a phenomenal episode again. Uh, I guess this is a good time to wrap up. Was there anything else that you wanted to share with the folks there, Druid? Um, if you have any suggestions for interviewees, mm -hmm. throw them in our Discord. And questions, too. Yep. Oh, yeah. And questions. Yep, yep. Any, okay. if you want to, if you want to support that way, that would be amazing. Hell yeah! <laughs> All righty, guys. You all have a wonderful evening. I'll be uh, streaming in a little bit some Skyrim. Uh, you, you guys, you tune in uh, if you can, and uh, can't wait to see you guys again tomorrow for some Dungeons and Dragons Fifth tomorrow. Edition. Isles in the Mist. A, it's gonna oh, be, yeah. It's gonna be so exciting. I know. Can't wait. All right. Good night, everybody. Uh, see you all in just a little bit.